Hello and welcome to Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast. The Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast is where you, the listener, gets to eavesdrop in on the conversations I'm having with fellow entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Ed Troxel, aka the guy who makes business and technology stupid easy for you. Whether you already have a business or are thinking about starting one, you are in the right place. Grab a pen, grab some paper, and get ready to take notes because you're about to get an inside look at the real conversations entrepreneurs are having. (laughs) Quick shout out to our sponsor, stupideasy.com. Stupideasy.com is a new online course platform where you can easily upload and sell your online courses without having to be tech savvy and without them taking a cut of your sales. Discover more at stupideasy.com and we'll have a link in the show notes for you. <laughs> to uh, meet up and talk a little bit about how business is going for you. And, you know, I really want to know a little bit more about your business and like how you got started with it because we're online a lot, but we don't really get to sit down and talk like this. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's a funny story, actually. I am uh, teach yoga and then I also do massage. And right. so I became really interested in yoga in high school. And so... I knew after my very first relaxation pose, which is what happens after every yoga class, you take a nap, which is awesome. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) That I was like, I totally, yeah, I was like, I totally want to teach this to people and I want to spread this. And so I essentially began my journey um, of teaching yoga in 2010 and started with teaching kids yoga and then a segment of laughter yoga just to get myself on the yoga studio schedule. Nice. And um, yeah, it was awesome. And so what happened though is I was there for a while. I managed the studio, and then you know the relationship kind of just faded, and I separated myself from the yoga studio and started doing my own thing um, as the outdoor yogini is what I first branded myself as. <laughs> nice. And so I was teaching. Yeah, I was like teaching yoga outside um, in different avenues and different locations. And doing these pay-what-you-want yoga classes so people could come in and just donate whatever they wanted to. Sometimes I would have gifts of, like, lipstick or I would have cash. (laughs) It would just vary from all sorts of things. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah, so it's been really – it's been an awesome experience, though. And then now, honestly, like, just today, I launched my website for my brand-new yoga studio and spa where I'm going to infuse all of the things that I've learned over the past few years, um, the decade, for example, (laughs) actually, um, of my background in yoga and my background in the spa and as well as I used to work for hotels. So. Wow. I'm infusing all of that into this. Yeah, it's really fascinating. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, that is exciting. And to launch the site, is, now is it the the outdoor one or is it a totally different one? So this is actually just infusing that. So that aspect of the outdoor yoga is going to be a part of this too. Okay. Um, but this is just getting me basically like a landing pad because before I was traveling all over the place teaching yoga. So now I'm going to be able to be in one location and that's going to make it a lot more consistent for my for the people who come to class, you know, the lovely students sure. that are awesome and coming to class <laughs> for themselves. So this is going to be great for all of us because one, it gives me the avenue to grow and really think about how can I expand this yeah. and not worry about where we're going to be, you know, to practice. Right now. So I'm curious, I'm going to back up for a second. Cause I'm curious about when you first started, you had people donate. And so that's really cool because 
most of the time, you know, like even when I started my business and selling products or whatever, it's like, you're always thinking about, okay, what are my prices going to be and how much is too much or how much is too low. And you kind of just went with donate whatever you feel like, and let's just do it. Yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. And I'm keeping that in the studio. Um, my intention is to have the drop in rate be pay what you want. And then I'll have a membership, which is a, a um, you know, set fee. And then that includes people the opportunity to have unlimited yoga within the studio, but then they're actually going to be directed to an online destination studio where they can take yoga all the time and have meditation and self-care practices so that they, if they don't live in Beaufort, South Carolina, they're able to go and um, be online and still be part of the community. Oh my gosh. This is like my tech, my techiness is like geeking out right now about this. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And so... Um, we're going to talk more about this, uh, virtual yoga in a second, but I'm still on the pricing part where it's like, I think that it's so unique to stay with the pay what you want model because so many of us are worried about not making any money, especially when starting out. So how did you like manage that fear? Because obviously it's worked for you and you're continuing to keep that model as part of your business. So how did you manage that fear? So I managed it with um, <laughs> and trust and, and for the fact that, it, that I've been using that model for the past three years and it's been working well for me. Um, but I also have the fallback plan of my massage therapy practice and ah. that's the set fee. Yeah. yeah. And so that's where I'm really, really doing the numbers and crunching them is with massage therapy banking on that. Yes. So it gives me that wiggle room to be able to, to offer that to people. And I'm really grateful and thankful because I never want to have a person come in and think, oh, $20 for a yoga class. I can't afford that. So I'm not going to do it. And I want them to come in and really feel their body and experience themselves. So I love that. that. And that, that's really <laughs> unique. So like that's, that I would say is, is a huge, just off the bat, a selling point because of the fact like you, you want to help people and it doesn't matter what the cost is. Like you're gonna be there to help them, but you also know that you have another income, another stream of uh, income that is gonna help support you so that you can do that. So it's not your only business, which is huge. That's what a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, have got to have, especially these days. I mean, having one stream of income is like pretty much non-existent. And if you do, let's hope it's a big one because you can't really afford much, yeah. just one. Yeah, exactly. And then if you try to keep in that one income stream, you know, people get so, basically they just get disheartened because they only think that's all I can do. That's all that I have. And so then they limit themselves and their possibilities. Exactly. Yeah, no. And so I love the fact that you're branching out to the digital space. Now, what, how did you, how did you come about that? Because, you know, it's one thing to, be teaching yoga in someone else's studio it's another to get your own studio and it's a whole nother ball game to be going online as well (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes it is well I've been online for the past three years um, just with my own website and then giving people the opportunity to purchase um, yoga videos that I've created and it hasn't really been like a strong selling point people really just like I guess they they like to physically be with the class, but I also hadn't pushed the online space as much, I guess I should say. And um, so having it as a bonus basically for members, I think that it'll be a good 
it'll be different for sure for where I live. Nobody's offering this right now. And so the way that I'm thinking is I don't want to burn myself out with the schedule. So I'm going to have classes Monday through Thursday that people can physically come to. And then I want to offer them something so they really feel like they're getting that unlimited yoga experience. So that's where the online virtual aspect came from because it's like when I'm closed, I don't want them to think that they're not getting everything that their money is worth. That, and that's so cool. And like you said, you, you've checked, you've done your research and no one in your area is doing that yet, which I tell people all the time, like do your research, make sure that you're taking that time and making that time in your schedule because you have to be able to see what's around and how you can stand out. And this is huge. I mean, I, I don't know how tech savvy that community is, but this is a huge thing. And this is, this is where the technology is going, right? Is everything's online. So I love that you're having yeah. both worlds. Yeah. I know. I'm really super stoked for it too, because it offers to people um, just from being in communities online and myself and, and experiencing it, knowing that like being that connection, for example, like with you and me, like the day that I meet you, it's going to be so cool because, you know, we've been chatting this whole time and, and we really yeah. get to know each other. And so I want people to experience that as well. So like the online yoga community, they have the aspect and where I live, it's becoming a really big hot spot for um, people to travel to. And so oh, I want them to, you know, yeah, to like be able to be online. And then when they come to visit the happiest seaside town, <laughs> then yeah. they are able to drop in. They're able to drop into the studio physically and then actually meet the people that they've been talking to because they're a member. And so I think that would be a really cool experience. I'm just looking ahead in the future and thinking about how would I want to feel a part of something? And I yeah. think that, I think that's what they would feel. Yeah, no, that is really cool. And so, okay. So thinking about the future, cause that's what we have to do as entrepreneurs, right? Is figure out <laughs> right? what, we're, what we're doing now, what we did yesterday, what we need to do tomorrow and what we need to do way in the future. Oh gosh. That's about right. <laughs> so it's like, and it's, it can be very overwhelming at times. How do you, uh, you know, try to stay grounded during that time of thinking of all these things. Are you organizing with notebooks or, you know, how do, how do you manage it all? <laughs> yeah. So yes, that's very true. I do have notebooks. I have like 16 notebooks, but, um, but no, <laughs> so I, what I do is I, yeah, I write them all down as much as I can. And then, you know, the constant thought, I have an idea box. I'll write that in too. And that's, that's kind of my, for the future plans, um, go, go look at that. And then it's actually in the corner on my desk where I don't really visit it very often because if I did, I would be like, oh, I got to make that now, yep. you know, <laughs> it's like, <"Ping." laughs> so um, I definitely do that. I also have a yoga practice and that helps me a lot to stay grounded. Um, I, I meditate as well and that helps me to stay grounded, just taking the time to breathe and get back into my physical body and realize it's okay, Brittany, if it's not done today, it will be done eventually. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big one. And, and, you know, I'm really big on health and fitness. I will say I, I haven't really gotten into the yoga part of it yet, but um, mm -hmm. I, I'm sure it's in the future. And now with, with the virtual yoga, it's obviously in my future. Um, but uh, <laughs> I go to the gym a lot. And so, you know, even in my day-to-day -day routine, I mean, even for, it, for instance, today, I, uh, I try to go daily to the gym just so I get out of the house and it breaks up my afternoon. And today I went and I almost said no, cause it was like, you know, let's say 12 o'clock. And I was, I was like, okay, I gotta be back home by one 30. Cause I got a two o'clock call and 
I want to make sure that I have enough time to eat and, you know, get ready and everything. And so I almost didn't leave the house around noon. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to go and do a quick workout, 30 minutes in, out, and then back home. And I'm glad I did because it, it, it was hard for me to remove myself from the computer, but it was what I needed in order to be able to clearly think and breathe. And then I even got some crazy uh, blog posts or Facebook live material that I'm going to probably use later today or tomorrow or something. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, because, are, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, because if we don't do that, we don't take the time. Like I honestly have been <laughs> to a point where I'm at my house and I realize I haven't even eaten breakfast yet. And it's one <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yes. That happens quite a bit. <laughs> Yeah, it's so sad. It's like, oh, the glamorous life of an entrepreneur. And you're like, I haven't showered in two days just because I didn't need to. Right. <laughs> Holy cow. It's so true, though. The like, I, people don't know. Yeah, I told uh, my friend yesterday, I was like, you know, this feels great. I'm leaving the house, and I feel like it's been two days since I've left my house. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I, it's so weird, but there are those times where, you know, you just, you're so into the work that it's hard to remove yourself and you do have to find, you know, different ways of um, stopping and pausing for a few minutes. So like what, what's kind of a typical day for you in terms of your workload and, and what you're doing to kind of break things up? Yeah. Well, luckily for me, because I'm still teaching yoga um, at separate locations, I get the opportunity that that's what breaks it up. Um, and I have a, an actual office away from my house for massage, so that breaks it up. Um, other than that, I'm on the computer in my office at my house and doing all the updates to the website and sending out you know, blog posts and emails and, of course, the phone. Yep. <laughs> the phone is my, my nemesis. I need to be mindful of when I'm using it too much and, um, and when to separate myself. And my husband's been really great at telling me and reminding me, Brittany, Let's not do any more work. You just came back from your last yoga class, which ends at 7 o'clock. Let's not do any more work. <laughs> and so, you know, having that support system to remind me, because I honestly would be on the computer till you know, midnight or 1 o'clock if it didn't have that. Yeah, no, that's that's huge. And, and that's really nice that he is there to help remind you. And how did that, um, how does he handle you know, him and the rest of the family, how do they handle you being an entrepreneur? Because I know that that can be very, very stressful for the family. And oh, yeah. some aren't very supportive uh, and others are, you know. Right, exactly. It's been a roller coaster, but yeah. a, a roller coaster in a sense of like good, you know, because there's been that backlash of like, I want to keep working. And he's like, maybe you should not. Yep, <laughs> just yep. for your own health and well-being. <laughs> and um, so he's kept me so grounded because I'm naturally just in, I've been told this before, airy fairy, and I just want to keep going. I'm very creative, and and so it's like if I didn't have that grounding support system, then I would literally fly away. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's been very, very helpful in that um, in keeping me grounded. But also too, you know, just in the sense of I know what I'm doing. I have a vision, but it's hard to explain the vision to a loving, logical, grounded person. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, so when we actually, when I mentioned to him, I think I'm ready for a studio, he lit up and was, like, so excited. And he was like, yes, 
Brittany. Like, this is what we need to invest our family in. You need to have a space and you need to, you know, be clear on what you're doing because I had been kind of waffling and let me do this next project. Let me do this next project and not being really clear on what I needed to do. And this has helped a ton. So having, <laughs> having your own space really helped? Yes, definitely has helped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day. Um, I forget what, what they had asked me, but it turned into the, the um, oh, they read a blog post of mine and they were talking about how it helps them figure out that they do need to have a space of their own and specifically just a desk for them. And I was telling them, we had a great conversation about it because it's like, even if you can't afford an office, because like for me, most of my stuff is all digital and it's like, yes, an office sounds cool and uh, would be great because that's the business thing to do. But at the same time, that's an expense I don't need to have to make me official. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I have to remind myself to stay grounded and not to get carried away with, with what I think are legitimate business expenses like an office um, and say, you know what, I just need my own space at my house to be able to work. And if that just means having a desk in a room or in a closet or whatever, or in the yeah. backyard, like that's all I need is just a space to say, this is where work happens, even if I have the laptop yeah. or the phone. And it does, it does make a huge difference when you have even just the smallest little corner of a room to say, that's my work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I found too that I've done my best work at a coffee shop. You know, I just like, got out of the house and was like, here we go. And so now that like, and now that we have this actual space, it's allowing me um, the opportunity to, to grow, but in one location, because before I was, again, traveling from location to location for yoga classes. But then I was also thinking of like, oh, I need to make a retreat or I need to do something different. And I just had nowhere to land. So this is like my landing pad in my head. I'm like my circuit yoga studio. <laughs> and yeah. being able to have one space where I can really hone in on everything. And so having a digital platform, it is so important to have that space, like you said, Ed, when you are in your, even just at your desk, even if you just have one location that you can shut off and say, I'm done, I'll go back to you tomorrow. Right. It's so beneficial. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's interesting too that, you you have uh, a space now and that I'm curious because for me having overhead like that scares the crap out of me when I think about that <laughs> and mm -hmm. I'm curious mm -hmm. like how did you get get okay with that or how how did you you know how did you say okay I'm just gonna do it like was it just one of those mm -hmm. moments where you're like this is it or was it kind of like okay, I'm about to make this huge investment. I don't know if I should do this. Or yeah. <laughs> well, this is really, this is really exciting actually, because what I did is I started small. So I had, um, I started out first with my massage therapy practice, going to an office and saying, I'm going to take all my clients, set it up my house at this little space. And that space has been inexpensive. All the utilities paid for, all I had to do was pay a small fee for rent. And so what it did is it broke me out of the idea that it's going to be difficult and it's going to be expensive. And it helped me to realize I could do this. So then when the thought and idea of the studio came about, I looked around and I actually went to a location that was beautiful in my head. I even put some pictures for, you know, in our, in our group. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be it. And then realized, 
started doing the research, it's not practical, way too expensive. I'm not going to be able to afford that right now starting out. I'm going to be in over my head if I were to go forward to that. So then my husband and I started looking for more places, and the one popped up where all the utilities are included. We just pay a rent and, in- and internet and insurance, which I already pay anyway is insurance. Yeah. So the price actually isn't going to, you know, it's not going to kill me. If I didn't make it in a month, I would be able to still afford it. Right, right. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah, you were, you were planning, planning your strategy there. You know, I tell people all the time to plan their exit strategy, and you were planning ahead. You were paying attention to the expenses that you currently had and that you were going to incur as well. Yes, which is, <laughs> which is very beneficial. <laughs> yeah, and now it's funny you bring up insurance because I have I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and I have insurance myself but that doesn't really come up much how did you come about getting insurance like did somebody tell you you needed it did you know you needed it like I'm just curious because that's one thing that a lot of entrepreneurs don't really talk about yeah that's true and I find that really interesting um well with yoga and massage I needed insurance anyway because I'm putting my hands on people or I'm telling people how to manipulate their body so I don't want to be held liable (laughs) and in order to even have my license I have to have insurance for massage therapy so naturally it was like okay yeah I was like naturally I'm just gonna have yoga insurance too but as I started working at other locations they required that I had insurance so I was told to, to have that and so um, when we got our own space, we just kind of bundled the package all together. And the insurance is going to cover not only the property, but also what I do Nice as well. Yeah. That's cool. And yeah, that's the thing, you know, when, when, you, when I started, I didn't really think about the insurance part. I mean, I kind of heard about it, but I was like, eh, it is what it is. Like, I, I'm fine. I, I'll just put disclaimers on my site and we're good to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> And, you know, like, I mean, especially when you're just a sole entrepreneur, like, who really cares, right? Like, why add an extra extra expense? And then the more I researched it and the more I talked to people, it was like, no, there's, there's things that you need to cover yourself with. And so I finally got it. And it, you know, it actually isn't that bad. I think, I think for my personal liability, or professional liability, I should say, I think it's like, I don't know, four or five hundred dollars for the year. I mean, it's yeah, yeah, exactly. Nothing. You know, like yeah, that's mine too. It's like bundled all together, four hundred bucks easy. Yeah. So it's like you know, because when I hear insurance, I'm like health insurance. Oh my gosh, we're gonna have tons of money out the door every month. Like it's ridiculous, but it's totally Mm -hmm. different. And so I was really glad to um, to find that and to have it because it's just it's best to have. Yeah, absolutely. And then sometimes too, you know, we think, oh, well, we're covered if we if we create an LLC for a business. We think we're totally covered and we don't need the insurance. But it's like, no, right. actually, <laughs> it's so true. Both. Yeah, yeah. You have to have pretty much. You have to have both because you you just don't know, and that's not going to necessarily cover all the other things. So it's really important to make sure uh, to talk to somebody about that kind of stuff to find out what what your needs are. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's so easy for us to just, you know, take our passion and fly by the seat of our pants. But right. when we fly too hard and then <laughs> and it crumbles, it's, it's kind of unfortunate. So it's much, much, much better to have it all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and it's true too, we just jumpstart into it and we, we need that person or those people um, telling us to hold up and realize that you need to get your legal game right. You need to figure out your business stuff 
before even really jumping out there. And I think what happens is we get so excited, especially us creatives, about just creating and jumping into our website and pushing it out there that we forget all that stuff until it's too late. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then we spend a lot of time backpedaling. Right, exactly, which is so frustrating. I did that in the beginning of my business when I started the Outdoor Yogini. My husband was always asking, Brittany, do you have this? I was like, no, I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, let's look into it. And I was like, okay. And then, of course, it's one of those things where it feels like it's going to take a lot of work and it feels like it's going to take a lot of money, but then you do it and you're like, oh, that was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't I just do it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, um, and that that's the interesting part. Now, I'm curious because you have the yoga and you're, you're catering to several different people because you have the adults and then you have the kids, right? Mm -hmm, correct. So how did you uh, figure out your target market there? Because I know like even I have struggled with this and still struggle with it is that, you know, we, we want to serve everyone. We want to help everyone. But if we have that as our target market, we're really helping nobody and we're stressed out and can't do anything. And so we have to figure out like who our target market is and really narrow it down and be almost super exclusive in order to then start branching out and opening up the doors. How did you go about doing that? So what I, I was actually for the kids anyways, I was kind of like just pushed into it, which was great. I was pushed into um, <laughs> preschool teaching. <laughs> it was great. It was awesome to open the door for me. Nice. And so the kids, yeah, I feel like the kids really, it's just, um, teaching yoga in um, preschools and so I'm at two different preschools and which has been really cool but not only that is so that's kind of one target market is schools elementary schools preschools being able to work within you know a location yeah and yeah. offering short quick classes that help the kids to become more limber but also to get away from their anxiety which has been awesome and in terms of people just being able to kind of narrow down my niche market that took a while um because i was that way of like everybody can come you know yep. all of you come everybody you can pay whatever you want just get over here and do some yoga and and so what happened was it, it, it kind of unfolded naturally where people um the people who did begin to show up they're my people <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean i'm like i want to work with these people like these people want to be healthy they want to um add some relaxation to their life but they also they have it together to the point that they know what they what they want in life and they're looking for something that can help bring them up inspire them and uplift them and so I'm not working with people who are the I can't I won't and I don't I'm right. working with the people who I will I want to I'll try Ooh, and I'm basically yeah and so I'm basically being the person for them that helps say you will and I'll show you basically i love that that is so cool yeah no that that is exactly you know what you want to do and that that does take time i mean you know you could be several years in business and still not have it figured out you know because if you're making some money you're making some money like people people don't right. they're making the bills right <laughs> right exactly and uh you know like I, even for me now i've I've been trying to figure out, and you probably remember this from the group, is that, you know, I try to figure out like who, who's my tribe? Like, how do I, what do I call my tribe? Because I want to call my followers and my yeah. tribe something besides secret followers. Um, and right. so 
I finally have come up with, you know, my why notters because why not? They're, they're doing, I love that. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard that before, but I'm slowly like talking about it more. <laughs> I love that. I haven't heard the white otters. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I figured this is all about, you know, my, my blog and my podcast and all of this is all about yes to entrepreneurship, but it's, it's more than that. It's more about the why notters because we're always doing something different and we want to as an entrepreneur and small business owners we're all doing something different and it's because we said why not like why not take that risk why not get out there and try something and and see what happens if if i have to i'll go back to work and do something else or recreate something but why not so i decided that was what i was going to call my tribe and since then things have just been clicking and making sense Yes, that's so awesome. I love that so much because I've had the same situation. It's like, what do I call people? You know, and it's like, and it only becomes, to me, it only became more real the more that I was in groups and realizing that people had names. And I was like, right. oh, wow, we got to call people things now? Oh, goodness, okay, what are we going to do? <laughs> so, I mean, like, I'm just like, right now, I'm just super easy and vanilla community members and, <laughs> and people are going to feel like they're in a community and they're going to be members of something. And so I pray that will work. Um, but for now, you know, that's, that's what I'm working with is, is very easy. Um, but I have a friend who has an amazing name for her tribe. And she is all about basically awakening people to their highest potential. So she calls her peeps awakened shift heads. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, get out of your shift, you know, and it's like, what? That's so cool. Yeah. Well, and you know, and that's the thing, like, it takes, like I said, it took me a long time to come up with that and figure it out. And it's like, you, you want it to work so bad. Once, like you said, once you realize that people are calling their tribes certain things, you want to make it work so bad that you get stuck on just trying to force it instead of it naturally coming mm -hmm. to you. And mm -hmm. so I think that happens with a lot of our projects, you know, and that's why it's important to take a break and to remove ourselves from the work because that's when it comes to us that's so true yeah that's I'm, when it flows freely <laughs> yeah and i'm curious what um because i don't do yoga um i think i might have went mm -hmm. to like one at my 24-hour fitness or something but um <laughs> curious like if i'm sitting at home and i'm at the computer and i'm like really having a busy busy day what might be something that you would suggest i'm totally putting you on the spot here but what would you might suggest that i try to like kind of just free myself a little bit yeah so are you trying to get away from your computer or you want to sit in your chair um pro i'll probably sit in my chair <laughs> because okay Perfect. I'm so that, good. <laughs> that works that works i teach chair yoga too so it's all good this works <laughs> nice so i mean yeah what i would recommend is offering yourself five minutes to um, reconnect with your body. And so the easy way to do that is you just push your chair back from your computer, take a deep breath in, lift your arms up over your head, exhale, lower your arms down. And then do that four times, deep breath in, deep breath out. And I'm talking like a deep breath, like you're counting to a beat of four or six as you inhale, right? Okay. So you go inhale, one, two, three, four, exhale, one, two, three, four. So it's, it's a slower breath than our quick fast breath. Now, me sure. personally, when I'm in front of a computer, I don't breathe at all sometimes. Like, I'll notice. I'm like, oh, right. gosh. So I have to do the same thing where I'm like, five minutes time. Okay, let me just reconnect with my breath. Inhale. Exhale. 
because the breathing is the most important thing. It's what helps our oxygen move through the body. It's what helps our blood flow. You know, everything is so important with breath. So that's what I would recommend. And then you can just do, a, you know, a light twist to the right, a twist to the left, just kind of looking over your shoulders, bring your hands to the back of your chair yeah. and doing that on both sides. Yeah, because that'll just help, again, bring some fluidity to your spine. I like that. I'm, I'm already envisioning that. And I'm like, that sounds so relaxing. <laughs> Um, so what are, uh, any big challenges that you have that you're facing right now with work or even home life and work? <laughs> so right now, honestly, the big challenge is just our, um, envisioning of the studio. And I, I have such a big vision for it that I want it to be bigger than I can ever imagine. Yeah. And so I really, um, my challenge is just trusting that. Uh, people will come and people are interested in what I'm offering and that it will be a place of community and it'll be like a second home for people. So the challenge is trusting, which should yeah. be so easy. I just feel like I trust it will happen. But, you know, it's, it's working with that. And um, and then I'm, I'm being impatient because I want it to be open tomorrow, but we're, yeah. we're opening at the end of June. I know. And so I'm it's like having that patience. Having that patience. So, like today alone, just launching the website, I was, you know, three days ago, I was like, I just want to launch today. No, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for June 1st, keep it in the month, keep it consistent, yep. and get it all done. And so. And that's the hardest done. part, too, you know, is that, um, well, especially being online, which we'll talk about the groups here in a second, but the, um, the whole word launch slash launching, it has such. Um, a different meaning I think now that I've been on Facebook groups and everything and it's this huge like hurry up and launch and then it's like supposed to be this huge like celebration where parties are you know bottles are popping people are showing up at the door they're throwing money at you which obviously would be great and it does happen right. but it's not all the time and it's it's kind of like you know you have to breathe and remember like you said the launch is going to be when it's ready and I'm in that same position um when i was doing the podcast it's like i i launched it actually a week early sort of um because i wanted to make sure it got into itunes um but i didn't say that it was like launched publicly because i wanted to wait till my actual scheduled week to do it because i had already scheduled everything so it's like i why would i like reschedule everything and change the schedule like just leave it and Right. It takes a lot of willpower to not launch right away, but I feel like as part of that vision, like you were saying, we need to use the, utilize that time in between to continue to do the work and to continue to filter out what we need and what we don't need, right? So that way, when that launch comes, we're, we're ready for it and we've, we've moved forward in our, our self-development for it as well, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And I believe, honestly, like for myself, because I would like to go everywhere at one time, a launch date really honed me in on letting it, you know, getting it done. Yeah. Whereas originally I was just like, oh, put it off, put it off, put it off. But even to the last minute of last night, I was I was setting things up and finishing it off so that it was ready to go. And um, and that, that really helped me, I think, just having that date to say, I'm going to release this on June 1st. And that way it's not 
it's not perfect, but it's not it's not confusing either. Like people aren't like, what is this? What are you what are you trying to do? <laughs> Yeah, no. It was, it was done to the most idea. That's a good key point is to having a date in your head. Now, I'm going to ask you, did you publicly announce the date or did you just keep it to yourself? I publicly announced it two days before the date. Oh, okay. Perfect. Okay. That is yeah. awesome. You did it. You did it great. <laughs> um, <laughs> perfect. Yay. <laughs> yeah, you passed. Um, no, so it's it's interesting because what happens a lot of the times is we, we set this launch date, which is good, we need that. We need a specific date to do something. But when it comes to, I mean, pretty much anything, but we'll use websites specifically because I love talking about websites anyway, um, mm -hmm. is that there, things happen and things don't always get done on time, especially when you have other people involved or your tech level isn't up to par you know, with what you're trying to do. And so, what I see happen a lot of the times is that people set a publicly, pu will publicly set a date that's like weeks or months out in the future because they're mm -hmm. so excited and then they mm -hmm. get to that day and they're still not ready. They can't launch for whatever reason. And mm -hmm. that is hard because when you build your following and you have people waiting for your site to launch or whatever your product service to launch and you say oh by the way it's not ready um let's try next yeah. week or try next week month like people only have so much patience to say oh okay no problem like so what i've learned because i've been i was doing this with um stupid easy as well is that you have to set that date in your head and have that for your team but don't publicly announce it until you know like you said, two days before or right up until you're ready to go. Because if something happens, you don't want to disappoint your, your followers. You don't want to disappoint your, your potential customers. You want to surprise and delight. So just mm -hmm. keep that anticipation going by saying, Hey, you know, we're, we'll be launching soon. Just, you know, whatever, here's a freebie or whatever, you know, like just keep the conversation going, but don't publicly say the date. I love that. Right. And I learned that um, actually with, with my clients because I got so excited when we decided we were going to open a studio. And I was like, and I got the name, I was like, Effervescence Yoga Studio and Spa. It's going to be amazing. And I tell them about it. And then they're like, okay, great. So when is it opening? And then we started having like issues with the contract. And then we had issues yes. with the floor. And I was like, um, I'll have a website for you on the first. <laughs> <laughs> And so it was, it was a bit tricky, but luckily, I mean, I'm grateful and thankful for my clients and their, their understanding. And it wasn't like I was putting something out there that, you know, I couldn't give people because right. I could still teach them yoga. It just wasn't in that spot yet. So right. I'm and grateful that, for their and, patience. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's a great point. And, you know, we've been talking about groups and stuff and I'm curious, how, how are you like marketing your your services and are you a part of a lot of like i know i'm a part of a lot of facebook groups um what kind of marketing type stuff are you doing or will be doing i should so right yeah right now i've been really really gratefully lucky i guess you could call it or just happenstance is occurring um media has really picked up for me in my in my town and um, i just nice. recently yeah so there's a magazine that's pretty huge out here that's um that's going to be out either today or tomorrow. 
and I talked about the studio with the name and everything in it. So I'm yes. trusting that, you know, that, yeah, that that's going to have some, um, some positive effects. And I also have, um, um, I guess I, I have a strong social media presence, uh, with Facebook is really what I use the most. Okay. And, um, and then I also have an email blast too. So I'm just marketing through those, but I really feel that, um, I also write for a local newspaper here as well. So oh, I'm in there at the publication. Yeah. Like once or twice or like once a month I'm in their publication. So it's just kind of like, you forget about Brittany and then, Oh, there she is again. Yeah. <laughs> she pops so, um, so that helps me a lot too. And, and I'm, I'm just word of mouth. It's <laughs> really that, the big thing yeah, around my town. That's, that's the big one. And you know what I love about what you just said about all of the marketing going on right now is that you have a nice, I'd say almost 50-50 um, balance of online and offline marketing, which is really good. Like, I don't know if you realize that, mm -hmm. but it's really nice that you have both sides there because, you know, I do this because I'm, I'm really techie. And I think a lot of people will get into this where you forget that when you're online all day, you forget that there's still this whole offline world of people who aren't on Facebook all day, who don't even know about Facebook groups, who aren't looking for your services on social media at all. They're looking still in the paper or their local um, magazines or whatever. Like, so yeah, really cool that you have that. Cause I know even for me, I haven't done that myself necessarily because I've just been creating and just working on things, but that is definitely a spot that I know I can, is an opportunity for me to take advantage of when I'm ready um, to hit the local media. Yeah, definitely. And that's awesome. And, and I, again, I owe that to my husband who's like, Brittany, why don't you just work locally first? You know, stop trying to sell to Chicago, yeah. <laughs> work in South Carolina <laughs> and see what you can create around your hometown and then expand. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's the, it's like, we always make things so much more complicated because I've done the same thing and yes. everyone does that is that we start so big and we go out so far and then we forget that we should be starting with our local community because even though, even if it's a small town, it's still a lot of like potential there to get recognized into, it's a smaller pond to be a big fish in, right? Exactly. Exactly. And people see, you know, they, they see the people at their, at their bigness, you know, they see the people when they're at their, their most successful, at least what it looks like online anyway. Right. And they forget that they too started as a beginner. They started out as, you know, I'm going to learn all the ropes and try to figure this out. And, and so it's from that mindset of beginner where I actually took the time to say, okay, it's time to start over and I'm going to work from home and really try to hone in on the people around me and then grow from there. Yeah. I like that. That that's really good. Um, uh, you, I don't know if you know the app, uh, Bryn, but there's an app that's free and I am totally obsessed with it. And I, for a while, I will admit, I did not share it because I was like, this is gold. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I don't know yeah. it. So yay. <laughs> yeah. Um, check it out. If you need to, I have a link on my, uh, my blog, but what's great about it is, is that it's like entrepreneur, small business TV, 24 seven, like it's nuts. They have all these great um, shows on there. I mean, it's basically replaced my Netflix and um, 
it allows you to just go on there and either listen to the audio or the video, which is super cool. And you, yeah. you can just learn so much from everything from social media marketing to uh, sales to pricing. I mean, it's just nuts. And yesterday I was listening to one on marketing and the one page marketing plan and page. And um, it was, it was just like connecting so many dots for me. It, it was, and it was the little simple stuff too, that it was like, okay, that's, I knew that, but I needed to hear it from somebody else to really make it click. So definitely check. That's that out. awesome. Yeah, I definitely will. I'll get the link from your blog. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So, um, uh, let me ask you, uh, another question before I let you go here. What is one piece of advice that you would give somebody who maybe is thinking about entrepreneurship or is just starting out in entrepreneurship? Mm -hmm. So go back to that beginner stage, remembering and reminding yourself that even the people who you are looking towards that you admire, that you want to be like, remember that they too started out in your shoes, that where you are beginning right now, they were there too. And it takes many more years than we imagine it to, <laughs> to get to that level. Um, there's a woman who I would follow often with yoga within the yoga community. And I, when I started out, I actually emailed her and said, hey, how did you get started? I'm really interested in what you do. So that aspect of reaching out is key, too, as a beginner entrepreneur. If you know what you want to do in the path that you're taking and you have people that you follow, reach out to them. And perhaps they'll give you information. Perhaps they won't. But if you never ask, the answer is always no. I love that. You said that so perfectly for all of that. Like, that is... <laughs> the best advice anyone can give because it really is all about asking and i always tell people it's about asking and listening if if they respond because mm -hmm. there's so many people that are willing to help you you just have to ask mm -hmm. and it's about asking the right questions too you know yes definitely definitely because so, we're like we've been there man i guess you <laughs> yeah no and and i'm glad that you also brought up the point that to look at who you're trying to be like or be close to and to realize that it didn't happen overnight. It took years. And what you're seeing now was built, like somebody had mentioned uh, that an entrepreneur is, is not an overnight success, but it's been 10 years in the making. And I love that because mm -hmm. it's so true. I totally messed up that quote, but um, it's so true. It, it takes years and years to get to what, people see as a successful business. And I love mm -hmm. that point up. Yeah, and I love seeing too, like for example, um, like I was a big fan of Saved by the Bell when I was a kid. Yeah. And so for example, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, right? She, she played on Saved by the Bell um, as one of the characters and she now has a cooking show. So it's like, even though she was like super big in my time on a television show, she still is marketing and branding herself, even to this day, you know, so it's yeah. never an end. There's never an end and thank God there's never an end because we want to keep going and aspiring to being something bigger than we are. So there's also that too, just knowing that even when you become quote unquote successful, it's not an end. <laughs> right, right. This has been awesome. I'm so excited we got to do this. <laughs> Me too. This is so fun. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. All right. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast. To find out more about each episode, including links to 
the guests that I bring on to the show, be sure to check out the show notes. Also, don't forget to subscribe in iTunes and go ahead and leave us a review.